When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had like three serious relationships in my 50 some odd years. And I got to tell you something, that is a tough thing to know how to break up. Yeah, well, one of them, you died. And so you did not really break <laughs> up. You... <laughs> I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Potter. My mother is a self-proclaimed sex expert and cougar. And my son is a self-proclaimed stand-up comic and clown. And together we host this podcast, Sex Talk with My Mom, where we get into all the things you're not supposed to talk about with your parents. We break down those barriers. We talk about sex. We talk about drugs. We talk about breakups. And And rock and roll. In this episode, we talk to my good friend, he goes by the name Rocky Hardy in this episode. That's not his real name, so don't go Google You'll find him. out why, though. And he's not a porn star. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he was. He called me about a month ago asking, uh, he was going through a breakup, and he was asking if, if we had any episodes where we talked about breaking up. And I said, you know what, we don't have enough, so why don't you come on the show and give us give us one for yourself? And, and I think this was such a great uh, example of all the things that you should be paying attention to along the way in a relationship and what could happen if you try to look through the world or look, look at your relationship through rose colored glasses. I thought it was a great explanation of how to break up with someone to minimize suffering. Oh, so we had a double, a double whammy here. So if you guys have any thoughts on this episode, leave us your thoughts in a review on the iTunes store, or you can email us at sex talk podcast at gmail.com. Wait, you're assuming people actually break up. I think so. They say that breaking up is hard to do. (laughs) I like that version. Okay, before we sign off here, I wanted to do the review of the week. Uh, We're so grateful for all the awesome reviews that have been coming in, especially the ones that come in uh, on both the iTunes store, but also some people feel inclined to call us to leave the review over voicemail. I love it. So this is from... A very dear listener named Tanner. Let's let's uh, let the audience hear it. I just wanted to say that I love the podcast. One day when I was bored at work, I searched for Howard Stern on Apple Podcasts, and you guys came up and thought I would listen to it. And well, I was not disappointed with what I found. Oh, you guys are absolutely hilarious. Me and my mom have a similar relationship, and it kind of. Nice to know we're not the only dysfunctional, I guess, highly functional mother-son relationship. Keep up the amazing work. And have fun with it. I don't, I don't know what to say now. Bye. 
<laughs> what the hell was going on in that background? I, I don't know if he was taking a shit or what, but that was great. It's a very sweet sentiment, regardless it, of what was going on while he was doing that. Yeah, I don't know what was going on, but I got to tell you, first of all, he, he warmed the cockles of my heart You know, when he said that he was searching for Howard Stern and we came up. That's awesome, because you know how I idolize Howard Stern. It, and... I thought it was then super. It was nice to hear that there are other mother sons out there. That's what I'm saying. That fun- and he called the functional, functional relationships. Yeah, he didn't say dysfunctional. That's always a plus. <laughs> that is always a plus. Well, with that, now I think it's time to allow our listeners to listen to the wonder, wonderful, and wondrous Rocky Hardy. Uh uh-uh. I'm just a sweet transvestite. Transylvania. Hi. Rocky Hardy, welcome to the show. <laughs> okay. Hey there. Wait, wait Thanks for second. having me. I mean, literally, you did not make that name up, did you? No, that is that is the name of my uh, first pet and my street name that I grew up on. For our, listen- exactly. for our listeners, uh, my dear friend uh, is, is coming on the show to regale us with a bit of a story and he wanted to go by an alias, so he went by his stripper name, which turns out to be Rocky Hardy. Which is so unbelievable. The street that is what, like what is the it? The most, street name and the pet name? It's the pets that your first pet and the first street you grew up on, and his was Rocky Hardy. Rock Hard. <laughs> Rock Hard. Rock Hard. Which is like the most the awesome, awesome porn name ever. All so right. <laughs> I'm just so excited about it. I'm just I'm just throbbing to be here. So <laughs> can you can you take us through what happened? Sure. So um so my girlfriend and I, um ex girlfriend I should say, um uh, we had been dating for a year and a half and we uh we things were very serious. Um we lived across the bay from each other, so that's like an hour commute. So it wasn't necessarily like the easiest relationship to Wait, hold on. I, I thought you were gay. What? No, no. no. Why, is, why, no. Were, why okay. did you think he was gay? <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you told us a story before and that somehow or another I got the impression that you were I gay said, from the way oh. you said my let. Oh, I, I, I said, oh. I'm popular in the gay community. I get a lot of messages from. That's oh, how I got right, that. right, right, right. Okay. All right. So okay, you're not so, gay. So you're Rocky straight. Hardy is not gay. Okay. No. We got that clarified. Not gay, okay. but. One um, thing. Let's start the whole <laughs> discussion again. <laughs> Great. Okay. So. So my uh, my ex girlfriend and I we had been dating for a year and a half and uh, things were really serious we um, and things had escalated really quickly early on in our relationship like and and she had been the one kind of escalating things like telling me I love you first and having me meeting her parents first um, and she um, and she told me at one point like I could be the one and so I was very excited and optimistic about the relationship um, we had I'd say maybe it, a year into it. Um, at, at that point, um, she, she had decided that she was going to go to grad school and she wasn't going to be going to grad school locally here in the Bay area, but she, um, she'd be moving somewhere. And I even said to her, you know, in a way of trying to show my commitment to the relationship, like I'd be willing to move with you. Wow. Um, and so, you know, things, these, I think these are fairly normal things. Um, I wasn't, you know, telling her like I was definitely going to move with her and that she, we were going to get married or whatever, but, you know, I was trying to show my commitment to the relationship, um, and then towards like the last three months of the relationship, like um, there were a couple moments where she had these really kind of big emotional breakdowns where she thought, where she told me that, you know, she wasn't sure she could do it. And when, and what I interpreted that was like, 
handle, you know, a long distance relationship and Can I also uh, get in here with a contextual question? Sure. How, how many relationships had you had prior to this? That's uh, a good just question. one. That's a great question. Just just one other serious relationship. Thank um, you for the compliments about my questions. And had you and had you in in that instance, did you break up with her or vice versa? It was a mutual. Um, it's a very good question. I I did break up with my first ex girlfriend. Okay. Um, and that kind of comes into play when I'm talking about kind of how I've been okay. coping. Um, yeah. Because um, yeah, so so these the few months she kind of had these meltdowns, and I kind of had to always like salvage. The, it felt like I had to kind of like talk her off the ledge a little bit. Like she was getting nervous and worried and kind of like uncertain about things, but um, we'd kind of like have this meltdown. I'd, I'd be like the strong, logical one who tried to like reason her way out of it. And then we'd kind of move on from there and everything. Um, we almost pretended like those conversations hadn't happened and kind of kept moving on, but they happened. Let's see. That was the first time. Then one more time. And then the third time, um, we, we went on on a, on a date, uh, took her out to dinner. We had drinks and then, um, and then we were getting ready to go to sleep that night. She was at my apartment and she told me that, um, that, uh, in two months when she left for grad school, she wanted to be leaving for grad school as a single woman. And that kind of, I got shivers. Yeah. And that kind of hit me like like a a, fucking lead balloon. Exactly. Like a, like like a, like a train, um, out of nowhere. Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, it was out of nowhere because we had such a nice date and night and it wasn't like, Hey, we get together to sit down and have a talk. And it was just like a decision that she had dropped on me. Wait, um, wait, wait. So w- was she drunk when she made that decision? Or, or? Um, it's interesting. She, I mean, she had had like a couple of drinks and she definitely, we were, we're at this like communal dining experience and she had like, like happily accepted wine from this other couple, which she, she doesn't, she's not a big drinker. So I think that was a sign that she was trying to loosen up a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that she did. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and what's, what's crazy is that she was, there's a couple of things that really like bothered me was that she was expecting us just to go to sleep that night, like sleep, you know, and just pretend like everything was good and dandy. Like we were getting ready for bed. Um, oh, that I'm was brushing my the- teeth, washing yeah. my face. Oh, by the way, I- well, I'm going as a single woman. Yeah. And the, Wait, the second. What? <laughs> so literally out of the freaking blue, you had no clue. Completely no, blind. We had those meltdowns. We had those meltdowns that were maybe signs. How did you respond when she dropped this little tidbit? Um, tidbit. I think definitely similarly in that I was again, trying to be trying to talk her out of it, you know, which isn't probably the best method, but I was, I was in denial, you know, like, no, 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 we're, we can make this work. Mm -hmm. Um, I offered some compromises and some solutions. Um, you know, we can try to take a break. We can, um, you know, I, I essentially felt like I was giving her the best of both worlds and that I wasn't moving there with her. And she was going to be there by herself for a number of months without me visiting anyways. Hmm. Um, what, did, what did she say the reason was, though, that she wanted to go as a single woman? Well, this is, this is um, where I wish I would have known this stuff sooner. But she had told me that before we had started dating. So we met on, we met on a dating app. Um, and before we had started dating, she had told me that she, her plan all along was to go to grad school and you know, have it be her own experience and, and be a single woman in grad school. But that once we had started dating, like I had kind of been convincing her out of it, which like I would have loved to have known up front. Um, but she was like so she, steadfast. Like, why was she on a dating app if she knew that she didn't want to be in any kind of relationship? Be, I never understand that. But no, I think a lot of, yeah. yeah. No, obviously yeah. a lot of people use dating apps for different reasons. Some people are looking just to hook up. Oh, Some people well, are looking for casual Tinder, relationships. Was this, 
Was this Tinder or was it eHarmony? You know, no, it was it was in between. It was Bumble. Yeah, that's Bumble. an in betweener right there. I didn't Definitely. think Bumble was an in betweener. I thought Bumble's kind of Tinder, but the girl decides. No, no, no. This, I, I would. Oh, okay. You can go either way. Yeah. Okay. All right. Depends. So it's it's not a known quantity that you are just there to hook up. It's it's you could have a relationship or you could hook up. Yeah, I think more people use it for relationships, but that could be just my prejudice. All right, but so but, whatever I mean, reason a year you and a half, Bumble. though, you think that she's not, she's going to stick to this fucking plan? Well, okay, what's her zodiac sign? Oh my god! Oh, uh, birthday's in fe- early February. Jesus Christ! Oh, she's a little airy. <laughs> <laughs> she could be. She could be an Aquarius, or mm-hmm. she could be a Capricorn. I'm not sure, but anyway, she made a decision. Yeah, you know, and and my my barber, who's this like old Vietnamese man, told me when I. It was I, I got my hair cut around the Chinese New Year. She he told me our our zodiac signs do not align. <laughs> Wait, like, what 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 is yours? Um I was eighty nine, so is that snake? No, I'm talking about your real zodiac well, sign. This guy oh. was talking about the Chinese zodiac. The Chinese zodiac sign. <laughs> uh, I I'm a Libra. There you go, you're a Libra like me. Oh nice. There we I go. We had, there we you go. Yeah. So she actually could have been a good fit for you because Aquarius and Libra do go well. But anyway. Mm. Oh, my if she, God. Can right. we well, get they, back you know, on target? To me. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and, and what, let's see. And so then, yeah, she told me this and I kind of, um, you know, was in, in denial, kind of like we talked that night, went to sleep, you know, could barely sleep. The next morning we woke up and. Um, I, first of all, I feel so bad for you. This is fuck. That must have blown. Yeah, it did. And then you I find yourself it. doing such desperation, like, oh, I could, we can just do anything. I can, you yeah. know, you, you're begging, and it's you should have to beg. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Um, and, and, and so what you are not in the stage of anger yet. You were stage of den- denial that this was actually happening. Hundred percent. I I did not get to the full blown anger. I think till like a few days later. Um, and um, but yeah. So we so we talked the next day. Um. And try to make some kind of plans, um, and then and then she went off, and she actually went off for the weekend with some girlfriends by her, um, like a little getaway weekend, which I thought would be good for her. She can get some, you know, input from her girlfriends. Um, and then I kind of started talking. I had I had to work all weekend, and I talked with a lot of my coworkers who were, uh, as I was talking with them more and more, and I was talking with my my mom, essentially all the women in my life. Um, and, <laughs> and fuck and the that more bitch. I, yeah, right. They were all <laughs> saying like, it doesn't sound like you don't deserve this. Like you. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I was very rose-tinted glasses through the relationship, like thinking everything was good and dandy. Um, I think I just felt kind of betrayed and blindsided because a month earlier she had, like, brought her parents over to my house for for Easter dinner. And, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and, like, you know, she had shown me a lot of signs that, like, things were going well. Um, but, um, but, yeah, anyway, so, like, I talked with my coworkers all weekend long and met with my therapist, and they were all saying, like, you, this does not sound like a well balanced, healthy emotional relationship. Like you, um, like if this, indica- yeah, if this is any indicator of like what a, the relationship the will future be like, could be like. Yeah, it's not rosy. Exactly. So, so let me okay, let me just play devil's advocate here for a sec. Go ahead. So, because it's way more interesting for the podcast. So, <laughs> and and they're both air signs, so that is a good thing. So, what would have been a better approach for her to tell you? that she wanted to go to college to, back to grad school without you around. <laughs> that's a, that's a good question. Um, 
I've thought about that. Like how, how would it, I essentially feel like I would have loved to have like a longer discussion of like, Hey, I'm having second thoughts. Can we talk about this? Right. Right. As opposed to like, I've made this decision that's been in my head for weeks and weeks. Totally. It's so I'm going to play back on your side now because yeah, (laughs) yeah, I think, yeah, I clearly, this was not just a brash decision. She made impulsively. Right. It sounds like there was a lot of thought that went into this and a lot of thought that was not shared with you at all. Right. Or, at or, or, or Rocky could have been in, you know, like a state of denial with little red flags. He might have just tried to ignore them. I think sometimes. And pretend they didn't exist in the first place. What were those blowups about? Were they about your relationship with, to each other? So I, I think Karen Lee is on to something. Like there, there were some red flags Um with those kind of blowups in that she, she would kind of say things like, I don't know if I can do, I, I don't know if I can do this. And when she said, I don't know if I can do this. Like I didn't like kind of pick it apart and dive into it in more detail, but I, I thought it was more like, I don't know if I can do like long distance. Like, and I, I kind of felt like I had to talk with her like, yeah, long distance isn't easy. You know, it's going to take some getting used to. I, I'm, I have a very flexible schedule and that I could like visit once a month, even like twice a month if needed. Like she was, she was also just like really stressed about the amount of work that she'd have to do in grad school and, and thought that she wouldn't have enough time to give to me. And so I was essentially, I was like bending over like backwards towards her trying to make it like, I can, I'm going to make this as easy for us as possible. Like if anyone can do long distance, it's like me and my profession. And um, yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, I did long distance for four years. It is not easy yeah. and it could be very costly. And it's also stressful because either like the good thing is that when you get together, it's like very exciting, romantic. And the bad thing is that when you have to leave, it's very upsetting. And then you have to transition each time back and forth. It's a very difficult thing, even on the healthiest of relationships. But that doesn't seem to be what the issue is with her. I mean, unless she's just really like um, inflexible. Yeah. And throughout the relationship, she wasn't um, she wasn't willing to compromise on some of these like asks I had for her. So I think that, I think you're onto something that she, she wasn't very flexible. She really was kind of stuck in some of her ideas and what she wanted in her life. And like, she wanted certain vacations always. She wanted to, um, you know, go to certain places. Um, she, she wanted me to be, be able to like flex her way. And she wasn't flexing my way as much as I would have liked. Mm. What what was the attraction? She's really good looking or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she, definitely. Well, she, she, she's not definitely my, my, type typically. So that's why, I mean, this is again, going back to the beginning, I think I mentioned this cam that I felt like, um, I went into this not expecting a relationship, like, cause she's not my type. She's, I felt like she's like much more attractive than I am. Uh- um, and so I was like over the moon that this was like working out. <laughs> and, um, and I think again, I started to overlook a lot of things and there were a couple red flags much earlier on that were more about our personality types. Mm. Um, but, but, but we got along like super well, like humor, um, like socializing interests. So what, um, right, how, what, how was the sex? Uh, sex, sex is great. Like that was definitely, again, I think I told Cam that this was, it almost felt like in retrospect that it was a, a very serious friends with benefit. Like it felt like the physicality was like one of like the main parts of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, what, was a major attraction. What, what were those parts? things that, totally. that you guys did not overlap with? Um, so she was a few years younger, so, so um, a big part of it felt like a, a, a maturity gap. Yeah, um, and I, I'm a, I can be like immature and silly, you know. I'm you know I can I can be silly in, in a lot of ways, but um, a, yeah, a lot you're of a like, silly little describe. goose. Yeah, yeah, I try. <laughs> um, um, but uh, 
but yeah, when I was describing her to other people and like what happened, like a lot of people just thought that she wasn't like at the emotional maturity that, you know, I was kind of hoping for. Yeah. Um, and, and so like we would go out with her friends at night and like she would kind of, and I was, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty social person. I can fend for myself, but she would kind of leave me and like go, go kind of talk with her friends. And like, I'd have to fend for myself and she wouldn't introduce me to oh. some of her friends, oh, um, especially the guy friends. Yeah. It was a little bit, it was a little off putting at the time. It's um, a little red flag there. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, what's so hard is that, can you tell us the, your ages? <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm um, going to be 28 in two months and she's 25. Yeah. So you were dating her before she was 25. She was 24. Yeah, 20. So her brain wasn't formed yet. You have to be 25 before your brain is actually completely formed. So her brain was still in that, that non-formed. I think what's way. most important there is that – Do you? can you t- – I don't know if you feel comfortable with this, but would you, had she had a lot of previous relationships or no? Again, you're, I think you're onto something. You guys are asking the right questions. So she had had one serious relationship beforehand that was – like six months and she had broken it off like and she had and she would have broken it off sooner so no i was like her first really serious long-term relationship i reflect on my relationships and i realize that with each one i get better and better <laughs> at choosing when we should be together choosing how to break up and and actually going through the thing i think it's something that you actually have to learn it's not something inherently it doesn't come natural um cam that's very intuitive Thank you. And I, I, I have had none of those. I had like three serious relationships in my 50 some odd years. And I got to tell you something that is a tough thing to know how to break up. Yeah, well, one of them you died. And so you did not really break <laughs> up. You, uh, <laughs> one of them was a difficult breakup because I, I had to say goodbye. No choice. But it's, um, it's, but it's it is a wild. I, I often think of breakups as like a living death. You're, it's the closest you yeah, get definitely. to actually losing someone and to to yeah. choose consciously to go through that mourning process and to cut someone from your life or at least right and whether to do it with finality like are you still talking to her and texting or is oh, it no. cut off no I, I i did a complete cut off i i yeah. deleted from all social media because like you said like it's she's still living and she's still living her life and i can you know see all of her oh. photos and all oh. the fun yeah you want to and- get rid of that too by the way you want to like um you know at least for the first couple of months or so block yourself from all you know just, you know stalking her on facebook or wherever on instagram done. you done. done good yeah and she's she's and part of uh one of the things she wouldn't compromise on she's on a trip right now to europe with a girlfriend for a month and so she's you know she posts photos on her instagram and though i don't like look at them um of of her and like all the fun she's having. Unfollow that shit. Oh, I know. Don't worry. It's it's done. It's done. But so that was another thing. She was going on these vacations that she wasn't willing to like scale back a day or two to give us more time together because she was moving away. Um, Listen, it's clear that this girl is in a very, I'm not saying she, I'm not labeling her as a narcissist, but I'm saying she's in a narcissistic mode and, and totally. she, it was, it was pretty uh, apparent from you know the what you're talking about that she wasn't w- willing to do a lot to make this relationship a priority. It's more about what she wanted to do, and and she has a right to be selfish in her twenties totally. or whatever. So she just maybe wasn't ready for a relationship, and maybe she will in the future. Who knows? Totally. It's real. It's really fucking hard, and especially yeah. if you if you're ready. Yeah. That yeah. Oi. 
Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> but honestly, you know what? It's it's still to me a, such a great thing that it happened. And this is what I always look at the glasses three quarters full. You learn so much from this. You learn what you want and what you don't want. You learn what to look for in the next time. You learn, uh, you know, what your needs are more than, you know, and how maybe next time you can change and put your needs first. Because you, you, I mean, not first, but at least on the same page as her. And one need that you might need, one need that you might need <laughs> is, is emotional intelligence. I mean, when, right. we, when we talk about ability to break up, that it's a component of emotional intelligence. Right. You know, I, I, and it's really fucking hard to find with someone young who hasn't gone through a lot of relationships in their life. Or at least find someone who is willing to go into counseling or something. I, mean, I probably would have done that. I oh, my like, gosh. It's so you funny just... you say that. I, I, I recommended that. That's, you know, and she was offended by the offended by the suggestion, which I just blew my mind. Like, and hmm. I mean, there are a lot of details of that. Another narcissistic like behavior. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it, it's interesting. Like you, or I mentioned that my, my ex-girlfriend, uh, my, my first girlfriend, um, the reason why I felt like I never really went through the, the super sad phase of, of kind of mourning after this relationship was that I, uh, the roles were reversed in my first breakup and I suddenly broke up with my ex-girlfriend. So I oh, kind of wow. feel like, yeah, I kind of feel like I, you know, this was the law of averages. This was a long time coming and, you know, everyone goes, Oh my like, God. Karma's Karma. a bitch. Karma's you're a the, bitch. Your ex-girlfriend's going, now you see how it feels. Dick. Totally. Wow. Totally. Rocky, why, yeah. why, Rocky did, why did you suddenly break up with her? The previous one. I mean, I want to say that it wasn't suddenly, I mean, it, it was suddenly, but I want to say that it wasn't so, um, that there wasn't such a, such a lead on because I, I felt like my relationship, I was kind of led on a lot. Um, but so she, my ex-girlfriend had been escalating the relationship as well and like wanting to move with me and I had um, wanting to like, kind of change her life kind of plan around around me. Like, you know, I wanted to um, move back to the Bay Area from Seattle and she um, she said she was looking into moving down there with me and it's she wanted to move the in same together. Thing. Totally. Like, very, very similar. It's weird how like when you, I mean, Cam said this when he was a little boy, he's like, you know, the whole thing is it's about the chase. And then when you finally get to the person, you know, then what do you do? Because then it's not chase anymore. (laughs) So it's weird that the girl that you, you know, that you really want is the one that's playing more. I don't mean playing, but, you know, is is being more of a challenge. I I revise that, though, later in life. You revise? Yeah, because I think that at a certain point you realize that what you're looking for is not validation. I mean, that's why the chase is exciting when you when you can actually, you know, enter a relationship and see that someone actually appreciates you. You feel validated. Mm-hmm. But in and and when you're a kid, you think that's you know the purpose of these relationships because for all intents and purposes, you don't you know what what are you getting out of a little fucking relationship when you're 12 years old? But when you're older, there's a lot more to get out of the relationship, and I think that that it, it goes way well beyond the just simple validation from having you know maybe conquered someone's attention. There's still an uh, there's still this. I mean, that's why the whole pickup artist talks about nagging and all this other stuff. There's still these games that people tend to play when they're beginning relationships. I think it's that- just a weird back and forth. And then sometimes I remember when I was first dating. Sometimes I felt I had the power. Sometimes he had the power. It just goes, it flip-flops back and forth. You're never 100% sure. Because especially at the beginning of a relationship, it's all new and you don't really know what the other person's really like or really thinking. Do you have any other details that of this story that you wanted to get out um, before I mm. 
Well, how thoughts. long ago was it that you broke up, by the way? Uh, it was early May. Ah. So it's what, two and a half months? So, yeah. So how has this, these two and a half months been? What has the trajectory been like? Um, so like I said, I, I was never kind of torn apart and super sad and depressed. Um, I, I felt more the feelings of, you know, betrayal, anger, um, like felt like I, I've kind of lost some trust. Um, but so, so, you know, it's, it's been surprisingly okay because I think you mentioned Karen Lee, there are a lot of positives that come out of a breakup. Like this, I, I think this probably would have crashed and burned way worse if we had done long distance. If, yeah. Like oh, you said, yeah. a, no a lot question. of money, a lot of time, a lot of stress. Like I, mm. I was not looking forward to it, but you know, I felt like it's maybe worth a try. And um, also the trust that has to go into when you're apart from each other is really, that's a tough one. Especially I, when your boyfriend at the time is working at a strip club. Uh, I digress. Um, well, go on. Um, but, but yeah, so like the first few weeks were really tough. And I mean, I, I think you probably both know, it's just you're reminded about your significant other everywhere you go. And you're used to... Um, Every song comes on the radio. Oy. Yeah, you, you're used to like, you know, waking up and texting them or sending them funny photos yeah, or whatever. It's almost like you get in such a habit that yeah, it's, it's, it's breaking like, all those habits. Yeah, the habit is worse than anything else. Totally. So, when wait, just one more question. When when she came back from her trip with her friends, how, did you guys meet up again to talk about how you were we're not going to get back together? What happened there? No, uh, good question. I feel like we might have talked about this. That um, so what when I went, I met with my therapist. What we talked about was kind of that this breakup, even though my ex was initiating it, that she didn't have, she didn't get to dictate how it goes down, and so. Um, I kind of That's right, Rocky. Right, you know, I wanted to, <laughs> rock hard there. <laughs> and so I wanted to, you know, I wanted to, even though she started it, I wanted to finish it. So that, oh, wow. that sounds a little aggressive, but um, but so I I essentially wrote down all my feelings into like this Google Doc, kind of edited it, and then um, kind of read over it for a number of like a couple of days, and and Google decided Doc. that you know, I, oh, I yeah. can't believe you put in a Google Doc just that in case hilarious. you needed to be easily shared. <laughs> Yes. So I could use it. So I could write it at work. So when I was at work, I could can use. You, do you still have it right now? Can you read us a couple lines? Ooh, uh, I do have it, but uh, I would love to hear just a couple of the salient points. Ooh, um, it'll be therapeutic. Oh, yeah, I think I think it will be. But let me. Um, uh, what was the original question? Oh, yeah. So, so we met up. So no. So she wanted to meet up to exchange some of our things um, and to kind of and and what it felt like to me was like she wanted to have a more textbook you know, Hollywood romantic goodbye. Like, well, either she wanted to go like, you know, it's mutual. We hug and kiss and say goodbye. Have sex one more time. Exactly. Well, she wanted to have sex many more times. She wanted to stay together till she, till she left, Whoa. which also felt so. <laughs> it felt like a little bit used in that exactly. sense. Fuck that. Totally. That, so that's why I, Not really. I, I met up with, you know, I didn't meet up with her. Excuse me. I called her on the phone, which doesn't sound great, but I think it's what, I needed at the time because, like I mentioned, we lived across the bay from each other, and so it's like you know, an hour driving away from each across, other? yeah, like driving across town to some neutral neutral territory just to have her finish breaking up with me didn't sound good for my for my needs, you yeah. know, because she she's the one who's already started it, you know. So what um, what I did was I read her this letter, and it's um, and it's two pages long. It's not like a letter; it's just a bunch of thoughts that's kind of organized. Um, and then she read me a. A little piece that she wrote, which is like a maybe one paragraph letter. You know, was, was, was this decided before the call that this was just going to be a little 
exchange, exchange of yes. vows. We decided <laughs> we would of, of yeah. uncoupling is Gwyneth Paltrow says. Exactly. So we so we did decide that, but she thought it was going to be in person. And then after I met with my my therapist, I, I texted her. I was like, "Hey, you know, I don't want to I don't want to drive across town to have you finish breaking up with me, so that I have to like mope back on the public transit back across yeah. town." So you both knew you were going to break up at that meeting. Um, well, they had already broken up. They were just going to meet again to re-break up. He was up. holding out hope, though, that she'd get her head straight with these girls in the girlfriend retreat. Yeah, but I think so. It's interesting. I, after I read her this letter, she she texted me afterwards and said that her heart was broken because she felt like I was the one who broke up with her. Don't fuck her. Right, exactly. Don't fuck. Oh, my God. Now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying she's a narcissist behavior anymore. Now I'm going out with she's a cold-blooded narcissist. What? What? I don't know. I, see, I think Flip it's just because. Switch. Yeah, it's because she didn't like how I responded. She wanted me to either be groveling for her or or, you know, hoping to take me back or in mutual agreement. She's like, you know, yeah, I know this isn't working out. This isn't, this isn't, the stars very, aren't aligned. Very selfish God and cruel. Damn it. Totally. And that's part of the reason why I haven't been sad is that she's been clearly very selfish and she's been very sheltered living here in the Bay Area for her whole life. And I think she kind of needs this to go away by herself. Like, again, like hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's well, still. Well, let's just think about yourself though. You know, yeah. you're away from someone who is obviously very self-centered and uh, doesn't really, Give right. a shit about your feelings. So Hold it's good. Devil's advocate again. How should she have responded to that? You know, to, to that text saying, "You know, I'd rather just do this over the phone." I, I I think, given that she knows that I'm I'm the one on the receiving end of of this, that like she should be okay with, you know, however however I want to do it because like she's the one who's hurting me most of all. At least that's right. what it's supposed to be. Yeah, that didn't it, sound like she had any empathy for you whatsoever. I agree with no, that. No compassion for you. Yeah. It's all about her. All right, and back how, on your side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're keeping yeah. score. Devil's advocate. Okay, so are you going to read us some of this? I can, I can read you some of it. Let's see. Um, uh, we didn't have a chance to actively work on any of the potential problems um, or reasons why I've no longer been in the category of could be the one um, relationships aren't static and supposed to be easy. They require work and you didn't even show me or try to try to work together on building it. Hmm. The work that you do is all in your head. You know, you tell me you want to communicate mm. more and, and you, you want to work on not, um, not getting so worked up. You know, we mentioned these meltdowns, um, but I have no control over that stuff. And so it's me sitting back waiting for you to figure out things in your head when hmm. this should be a team process. Um, I love you, and that's why I always try to be strong in, in a rock, but it, it isn't healthy for me to always be the one kind of holding up the relationship. Hmm. Um, and like you guys mentioned, I have to worry about my own feelings and shouldn't have to be your support always um, when, when you were the one breaking up with me. Mm-hmm. Very, very well written, and her response now is even more upsetting. Right. Um, I mean, she just felt like this was like a breakup letter of me breaking up with her. Right. She started, yeah. didn't hear anything you said there, which is basically that you were so hurting and you, you couldn't do it alone. And, and, you know, you wrote it and it's good. It's therapeutic for you to get it out. And uh, so I just take it as that. So how did this, so you had the discussion over the phone and then what? Um, and then she texted me afterwards, um, you know, saying that, I mean, I almost want to find it too. Almost that I, I broke her heart. How, how could oh, I? Vey. Um, yeah, find find it, find it. It's in your text. Yeah. See. You, like you haven't read this like 25 times already. 
Um, <laughs> exactly. I know you have. <laughs> okay, so she said, um, your, 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 words, um, your words had their desired effect. You ripped out my heart and stomped all over it. I know you're mad, but that was just cruel. My heart was already broken, but you're, you've obliterated it. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus that was cool. Christ. That was cool. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm just happy right now, uh, Rocky, that you are out of this Rocky relationship. Dodge the bullet, Rocky. I, Rocky, I think so too. You, you gotta stay away from those kind of people in, in the future. I don't care how hot these girls are, okay? What right. are you about? Okay, let's uh, we gotta wrap up this interview soon. Yeah, sure. This discussion soon. I want I think that the general questions that I that have been swirling around my head this whole time is A, how do you break up with someone most empathetically to both you and the other person? Basically, how do you keep the relationship as, as well intact as possible? And two, what do you have any words for the people who are going through breakups? Any words of advice? Karen Lee, do you want to chime in with, with your answers? Because I feel like I'm... Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. So the first question is, how, how you... should it be done most empathically? Well, well, what you shouldn't do is what she did, which is just get angry and lash out at the person who's just, you know, sharing their deepest feelings. And I think the most important thing is just to be empathic and be a good listener and, and mm. let the other person know that you heard them. And mm. I think that's all you wanted from her is just for her to have heard and listened to you and been kind to you and said, you know, I'm so sorry, basically. I was got shivers all over for, for doing this to you. You know, if, obviously she had to do it. It was the right thing for her, but she could have done it in a, such a different way so that you would not be suffering like this. And it, it you know, that's what I would have, I would have thought could have been done differently. Would you have felt better if she just was, you know, um, an, an emotional, more of a, of a caretaker for you at that point? Yeah, well, I, I think I, I mentioned earlier, like, what I was looking for was more of a runway of, like, li- li- leading yeah. up to the breakup. Yeah. Of like, hey, like, I would have either, A, things were clearly not going well, and so, like, there were more telltale signs, or B, there was just an ongoing discussion of, like, hey... Things are changing. That's something else I wrote in my, my letters. Like I, early on, I said to her, "I want you to tell me if it, you know things are changing, because I don't want to get hurt and I, and, and things are moving really quickly." Um, and so I would have loved to have had like, you know, some ongoing discussions, some sharing of feelings, less yeah. like in our head. Um, but the way that, and then like <clears throat> the actual breakup conversation. I, again, I've I've never I've never done it in a very, you know tactful empathic way so i don't know if i can speak to that but maybe cam has some ideas yeah so i I think this is actually where i think this that is the key moment i think so overall i think you're totally right in that if if she's having doubts about the relationship i know it's like the scariest fucking thing to tell someone hey you know i'm having these fucking feelings of and and wondering if this is actually going to last that long much longer I, I mean, that's a fucking really scary and vulnerable thing to say to someone. Uh, so, which was she sh- when those few arguments did occur where she melted down? She kind of was saying that, and then yeah, but so she was very, giving him these not clues. in a very uh, emotionally stable way. So uh, the no, idea would be in that. an emotionally stable way to convey those feelings, as a, because otherwise right. you're sitting there wondering what's really going on here. 
Yeah. And maybe she was just having a temper tantrum. Maybe she didn't mean it. Maybe she was just drunk. Maybe right. she was just uh, being dramatic. Maybe she's a young girl and immature. You know, a lot of thoughts probably can rationalize why she was doing it the way she did it. Right. And then I think then even if you're not, if you don't have the strength to do that, and I think it's still important in the, in the actual discussion to break up, to have empathy for the other person and know that this is going to be a very painful experience for them and to That's sit the with them in I, their feelings. Yeah, that's what I was I was bothered by more than anything at that the, the last uh well, the last two episodes. Here's <laughs> the breakup and then the 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 re, you know, opening of the wound again brutal. and then her, her slam back at you again. Here's what I'll say. So my, my the last two breakups I've gone through. I one of them was like she brought it about. It was kind of mutual. She was like, "Listen, if it's not going to work in the long term, maybe it's just best if we can just cut it off." And we basically had like we had spent the whole day together prior to this discussion, and um, basically, it, it, it we were kind of like at odds with each other, kind of fighting throughout the day, and then we had that discussion, and then she left, and it was like it was like ten minutes of us together. I felt horrible. I was crying a little bit. She didn't seem to be emotionally uh, affected. <laughs> And then she left. <laughs> she was not distraught at all. Zero distraught. So then I, and then I spent two weeks in mourning and I didn't know how she felt and if she ever cared about me and it made me a lot, there was a lot of insecurity and doubt there. I also think for me, it was very tied up with the loss of my father because it was the first mourning or grieving I've had since, you know, his death. Um, and then the, but the second breakup I, I brought about and, it was also extremely painful, but we spent we we broke up at lunch, and then we spent the next like entire twenty four hours together, and it it was very much we were crying with each other. I was crying mainly, but because it was together, <laughs> yeah. again, what the hell? I no, but she was also upset. So anyway, but but because we were doing the morning together, I think the it last my grief lasted way shorter. Because I knew I was able to get clear on a lot of the feelings. I think the lot the uncertainty of not when you when you're not with the other person to discuss it is just brutal. So I I think you know if it, if it's possible, maintain that that open communication even through the breakup. I don't think the conversation it's should end. Mature, both of you guys to be able to do that. I on the other hand could never do that. I I, I think I go with the cold. Let's get let's break up. Let's let's deal with this. I don't know. I, think I don't believe I don't I really believe that there are so many signs along the way that are leading towards the breakup that eventually when yeah. you finally do break up it's it's not any big surprise to either one. Right. It's like a dance remember, it's the dance that you kinda know you both the can feel when death. it's about to about to end, right? It's usually dances just don't one person stop dancing and the other person keeps going. But it is interesting that you said this is more of like a friends of benefits with sex involved, you know, or, you know, it, it was a very sexual thing for both of you guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes if that's all you have is this great sexual chemistry, um, it's not enough to hold up a relationship. Totally. Like, I feel like it was some of the depth wasn't there, um, but I didn't think about it at the time because, you know, I was so blinded by the, the physicality of it. Right. But you're um, now going to get like, a ton of messages because of this podcast. Oh, because you're going by Rocky Hardy. Over. Yeah, they everybody's going to want not only Rocky Hardy, who apparently was good and bad enough to keep this girl for over a year and a half, but has a sensitivity element too. 
that is essential when when women are looking for good partners. So you know, you got it all. So if anybody uh, well, wants to reach Rocky, you. just let us know. It's <laughs> sextalkwithmymom.com. Sextalkwithmom at gmail.com. Um, oh, I still don't get that right. I think one of the big takeaways for me is that, um, and Karen Lee, you'll be excited to hear this, that I think I have to start looking, instead of younger, I have to start looking older for oh, more, yeah. more more mature women. Mm. Oh, absolutely, because you're very mature and you're very confident. And, uh, yeah, you definitely, now right. you got this under your belt. You, go, go for a cougar. Uh, I'll, I'll try. The question is where to find them. Any final? Oh, go to go go to my website, <laughs> KarenLeePoter dot com. Download yeah. the video "How to Catch a Cougar." You'll find it. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any Cam, final? You helped me with that one. I did. Any final thoughts for people going through breakups to keep them going? Or I mean, not going, but I mean, what huh. would you have done differently had you, in hindsight, knew what you know now? I mean, I think I, I would have. Uh instead of having these kind of conversations, uh, you know, these like big fights and meltdowns and then like moving on, I would have like the, ne- the next few days afterwards kind of revisited them and kind of hashed them out. Cause like you mentioned, they were definitely very emotionally charged and weren't, weren't rational where we were both sitting down and having a, an open, honest discussion. It was, it was, it was a one way street of support. It felt like, you know, I was more supporting the feelings instead of the actual content of the, um, of the content of the messages. But, um, I mean, I'd say, it's it sucks to say, but like the only thing that's been helping me is is really time, um, time and like trying to distract myself. And it's not. And I thought I would be trying to distract myself by like going on lots of dates and like meeting women, like hooking up. But like I think now I've gotten to the you know maturity in my life where like I that doesn't appeal to me as much. So it's really been just filling my time with work and with my family, you know, with my family and my uh, my my friends, and just trying to and actually just trying to like get in touch with myself a lot more. And the, um, and the Sex Talk with My Mom podcast. Oh, the yeah. Sex Talk with My Mom podcast and the good Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. Good, good. Uh, Get into binge. a good Netflix series and you won't remember anything. Just you can know, watch Breaking Bad, whatever you haven't seen, just go for it. Totally. I, I bring that up because you said you were taking that trip to get over your girl, your ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's where you started really binging Sex Talk with My Mom. Yeah, I listened to like four or five episodes. On, I mean, I drove for like. 1600 miles. It's so awesome. And, and you binge listen to Sex Talk with My Mom. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yay. Oh, yeah. Yay. I hope you gave us a good rating and review after that. Oh, yeah. I think I already have. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Rocky. Well, thank you so thank much you. for sharing this story. Yeah. Of course. Jeez, thank you for letting was... me be vulnerable with you guys. Oh, my God. It's, you were so honest and open, and uh, you helped us, I think. Yeah, you helped me I think you helped a lot of listeners, especially. I, I just want to, that one point about. Even choosing to not go to see her to get broken up with, to, I think that's a great Very point. Very bold. To, to say, no, I, this is your, what yeah. I demand. And that's like the yes. final, yeah. you know? You, you grabbed yeah. the hold of your, your cojones and you went with it. I like it. Totally. Very empowering for you. And yeah. it's about freaking time. Good. Definitely. Well, thank you guys very much for having me. I appreciate oh, it. This well, is really we, helpful. We expect to be invited to your wedding, by the way. Oh, of course. <laughs> All right. Take care, Rocky. Thank you again. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, Rocky. See Bye. Ya. For all of our listeners, if uh, if you enjoy this episode, please leave us a rating and a review on the iTunes store. And uh, feel free to send us your thoughts at sextalkpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear how you recommend going through a breakup or your experience with breaking up. Mother? 
I, I just got to sing. Let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. And the, from now on, we're going to stay away from narcissist girls. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.